Right, first things first. you've got your favourite tipple too. If not, then you can pause me now. Ready? Let's begin. Welcome to the Gin Ignite podcast. Whether you want to party or stay in, gin will ignite. This is the weekly show coming to you on a Friday, ready for the weekend, where I go through all things gin. Hello and welcome to episode two, finding your gin and your tonic. Today we're going to go through my foolproof method for choosing a tonic to go with your gin. Before I start, I'm very, very sad that World Gin Day is over. Obviously it was a couple of weeks ago, but it was such an amazing day, it really was. And I I know I keep on going on about it, but I just absolutely loved it. I think we should have a World Gin Day every month, to be honest. So I'm going to try and see what I can do to set that up. I just think, you know, one day a year is just not enough. And I know they have a like a world martini day, but, you know, come on, come on, people. You know, this is gin we're talking about. Gin definitely needs to be celebrated every month. Well, it needs to be celebrated every week, really. But, you know, I think that might be a bit too much. But every month, maybe. I think so. So this week, there is no weekly gin recommendation. As I said, that's not happening till episode five. So let's get into the main part of the show. So the first thing that I think I certainly do, and I, I don't know how, how you sort of evaluate sort of your tonic, but the first thing I do is I divide my gin. Well, that sounds like an interesting idea. You know, A Football division of gin. Top 10 gins. Oh, there's a lot of possibilities there. Yeah, anyway, I best. No, sorry, I, I digress. I, I don't mean gin like that. I mean divide into London Dry, fruit based gin, botanicals, or liqueurs. And then once I've done, once I've done that, I like to have a benchmark. Now I'm just going to consider London Dry, fruit based, and botanicals in this particular episode. Liqueurs is something that I will be covering, but I'll cover it in, in, in a much later episode. So I have three gins that I use as my benchmark gins. So I've got Gordon's for London Dry. I've got Bombay Sapphire that I use for Botanical. And I've got Raspberry, that I, the Whitley Neal Raspberry that I use for a fruit-based gin. So when, I, when I'm deciding on, on what gin to go with my tonic, the first thing I do is I taste the gin on its own. No tonic, just pure gin. Really, I do. Yep, really, that is what I do. And the reason I do that is because it gives you a really good understanding as to sort of the, the flavour of the gin. So let's say it's a London dry gin. So if you have Gordon's, which is what I tend to think about as my sort of benchmark, you know you can pretty much go with 
with anywhere with it because Gordon's is quite it's quite sharp as a, as a as a as a gin. It's what I would term a very traditional flavour. But because it's quite sharp, it kind of goes with any kind of tonic. So even if you had like a blood orange tonic, I think it would go with that. Now I tend to avoid anything with blood orange tonic because I find it just completely deflavors any gin. You know, you might as well have the cheapest gin in it because it just, to me, it deflavors it. Unless you have something like a rhubarb and ginger Whitley Neal gin, which is very, very strong and it's got a really big flavors, then, you know, I think it's really nice with something like that. Then you you you, but you need to understand that that flavour. However, if you had something like a Martin Miller, for example, London Dry Gin, that's a very delicate gin. Now you could pair that with a normal tonic. That would that would kind of work. But if you go with something like Fever Tree Mediterranean, for example, it just adds that little bit of panache to it, that little bit of extra flavour. And to me, that makes the perfect, the perfect tonic. Yes, you could have something like elderflower with it. However, if you do that, I think it takes away from the mark. You still get the smoothness of the Martin Miller, but you don't really get any of the, the flavor in, in my opinion. Anyway, obviously this is subjective because this is the way I do it. So you, I'm not saying this is the way you should do it. I'm just saying this is a way of doing it and essentially you might want to follow some of it and and not do other bits that's absolutely fine but it's just a way of trying to work out what gin goes with what tonic so the next thing is you need to taste the tonic and for for the, for the sake of this process i would just take three tonics so i'm going to take a standard tonic mediterranean tonic an elderflower tonic obviously there is blood orange as i said just be a bit careful with that one you can have cucumber tonic there's, there's so many tonics out there but you definitely want to taste the tonic on its own before you know how you pair it up and as i said when you're pairing it up you need to look at the the flavor how strong's the flavor and that really is going to give you an insight into what tonic you want to put with it and that's it that's how I pair gin with tonic. So just to go through that again, divide your gins. Benchmark your gins. Don't, don't necessarily use the benchmarks that I've got, but benchmark your gins in. So you'll have one that will be a botanical, one that will be London dry and one that will be fruit. Taste the gin on its own, first of all. Obviously, you need to do that once. Taste the tonics on their own so you understand their flavours as well. And then you are able to pair. Okay, so this week, I've noticed at Pitwheel Distillery. So again, I'm recording this on the Friday before the live episode. Um, and at Pitwheel Distillery gets my vote this week as sort of the, 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 the best in the sort of uh, community from the point, point of view of this advert. Coffee keeps me going until it's acceptable to drink gin, which absolutely tickled me. I really thought that was amazing. 
As I said before, if you're a business that has been affected by COVID or if you're releasing a new product as a distillery or you've got a new product that you want to talk about or you're opening up a tour of your distillery or your bars opening up, let me know and I will announce it in this section. Now, community. Somebody in my Instagram community. If you haven't already started to follow them, they are amazing. They've got some amazing stories. They've got a lovely, a lovely, lovely Westie, just like me. And and really, honestly, this dog is beautiful and always seems to be sniffing gin, which is amazing. They've, they've, they've been in the press and now they've been on a podcast. And that is at girls underscore on underscore gin. That's at girls underscore on underscore gin. They're three ladies from Denmark and they are amazing to follow. So if you get a chance to check them out on Instagram. I would love to hear from you if you would like to get in touch with me. The best place is at Gin Ignite on Instagram. However, I'm also available with the same handle on Twitter. You can also get hold of me using a standard email, gin.gossip at ginignite.com. If you've got any ideas for the podcast, podcast.ideas at ginignite.com. And if you want to be a star on the show, then podcast.star at ginignite.com. The thing I like about the gin community that I've met so far is nobody judges anybody for what they believe, what they look like, or who they choose to be. I think the world would be a much better place if everybody decided to do the same thing. Grab your drink, toast those who you love, enjoy your weekend, and whether you decide to party or to stay in, I'll be with you in spirit. Get that? Spirit? Gin? Okay. Seriously though, Enjoy your weekend and I look forward to joining you on another episode next Friday. Cheers.